broadcasting from a dark basement office. The FBI's Most Unwanted presents The X-Files Podcast. Ba-boom! The list. We're here. Boom. Yes, sir. We just chatting about the coronavirus and all that fun and the... Uh, in the live chat here before the recording, which y'all are missing out if you're not listening to these live, but going a little earlier, 6 p.m. Eastern, 318, 2020, the world is still intact, intact, although <laughs> hanging by a thread. So here we <laughs> This are. might drop to a uh, complete and total pandemonium. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will be we're, listening. We're, we're, we're pretty close anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Good stuff. Got Good a, stuff. Got a bag of leaves near the toilet. For ass swiping and uh, <laughs> basically ready to go here, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, at the end of the day, toilet paper, you can go without it. You got a shower? Absolutely. That's, you know, or bidet. Shower's just a big bidet, right? For sure. What do, what do they use in prison? Um, another man's penis. Mm, ouch. Mm, That's a mm, bummer. Yeah, I believe so. Pun intended. But yeah. we're going to Leon County, Florida. But before we go to Leon County, Florida... Um, I'm, I think, uh, we want to do a little update, which I'm going to turn over to you and, uh, and just say, Hey, thanks for everyone for tuning into the live show. Number one, thanks for everyone who's tuning in to listen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's always fun, especially a little earlier. Hoping, uh, I, I know we got a couple, uh, a couple of those European types in the chat, which is nice because usually, <laughs> uh, not a good timing for them. But, uh, yeah, if you've, uh, if you've been listening and you know, we got something going on. Um, and actually now it's the only goddamn March madness happening. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're breaking down. We started with our bracket of, uh, as voted by the members, the top 32 episodes of the X-Files throughout uh, all 11 seasons. A little representation from each season. Wait a minute. Some more than others. Could we do a different March Madness and we just put all of the countries up in brackets? <laughs> like an actual survivor? An actual March Madness, as it is chaos and madness. <laughs> I like it. I, I like it. Russia. We only have 95 cases. Okay. Okay, pal. Sure. Second largest. 95 cases. And uh, hey, 7,000 unexplained deaths. <laughs> Second largest city in Europe, right? Moscow? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. Convenient. Sorry, I just wanted to uh, get that going before we head over to Leon County. But continue. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> we uh, we just wrapped up round one. So 32 is down to 16. Um, we'll be into well into round two if you're not listening live by the time you hear this. Um, but it's still going. So check out the Facebook page. See, see, we got a couple, couple surprise, uh, surprise updates. Did you, did you do a bracket there, Danny Bean? I did not yet. Oh, well, well you're a piece of shit. You can't cheat now. I know. I can't yeah. cheat, which is unfortunate. BP9000 and I have our brackets, uh, we shared with each other. A little side bet going on. Oh, did you? A couple big, yeah, a couple big surprises, man. Well, what's hanging in the balance with your bet with him? Um, Who's the big we, uh, spoon? Who's the small? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the loser buys the winner a X Files T shirt of of the winner's choice. Ooh! Hopefully that doesn't include like, hey, here's the white T shirt David Duchovny actually wore, and it's like seven hundred dollars. I was just gonna say BP <laughs> probably like, has all the ones commercially available, so you better hope you win. <laughs> oh, oh well. Yeah. So yeah, so check that out, and uh, you'll you'll be a part of determining what is the absolute number one, as well as. Uh, as well as who wins our little side bet. For sure. And who wins the the actual listener contest, of course, the bracket. So good stuff going on there. For sure, man. Well, here we are. Here we are. The, the list. list. The list. Um, I didn't remember this one for a minute. It is uh it's not one that really jumps to mind. And though it's funny because watching it, I, I thought it was good, man. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it. It is good. I, uh, yeah, I remembered it. Like I've kind of remembered every most everything about it, but it's just like if you ask me, you know, if I scrolled through, you know, season three headline, you know, or just titles, the titles of episodes, I didn't even really remember it was called the list. Didn't really remember much about it. It kind of uh kind of faded away like a memory of a dead prisoner. Gotcha. So question for you. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me start with a statement and then perhaps you can riff over it with your with your improvisational styles. Okay. I don't, I tip, I don't know what it is, but I don't get super intrigued by prison films, prison episodes, prison, anything. Prison's such a bummer that I think I just reflexively go, ugh. Just like, don't want anything to do with yeah, it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. it's just such a, 
And that's just my own hang up. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm sure you can tell compelling stories in prisons as we've seen in many, I mean, there's great prison movies, right? Shawshank yeah. Redemption, pretty good movie. I've heard of it. But that said, I'm just like, ugh, I don't know. There's something about it. Maybe, maybe it's because, um, maybe it's because my mom worked in one for a while and just like, ugh, God, I don't know. It's weird. They just bum me out. Maybe that's what yeah. it is. You know, it's like, it, it's just, um, it's just a p- place of wallowing. It's just brutal. Yeah. Well, at least it does a great job in, you know, reforming these individuals and mm. returning them to society as productive with, members. With great skill sets. Are, with great skill sets who are ready for a fresh start and are given a fair shake by uh, the country in general. Yeah, yeah. Which it's takes us to, to East Point. So, I, well, I should probably let you retort that. I don't know if how, if you feel one way or the other, you just don't really care, but I definitely have a prejudice against them. Okay. I think... <laughs> um, you know, you could maybe say it's a, a little bit of an overused setting. You know, I, I guess I don't it's even just know if it's a, that. I think it's my own, like, it's just probably my, my own emotional baggage about it. Yeah, but I get you're, that. You are probably right about that. You, you, I mean, sure. Evil Warden, like they're saying in the chat, that's always a thing. Oh, yeah, lots of Evil Warden. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's just, I guess you kind of immediately, especially if you're dealing with Death Row, yeah, it's a kind of a very easy way to raise the stakes of everything because it's a, you know, you know, this is There's a timer. Uh, death is online. Time is of a, a uh, diminishing, diminishing resource as it always is. Mm-hmm. Um, really comes into it, focus on that, death row, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's something that everyone's <laughs> familiar with and, you know, has some idea of or whatever. So, um, you know, it, it's a good setting for for this particular little story here, obviously for couldn't, sure. Couldn't do without it. Um, yeah. What do you, uh, what do you think about, uh, the secret executioner kind of thing? I don't think that's how that goes. I don't think it's how it goes either. I think that's like a job or, or, or if not a job, like a side billet, you know? Yeah. You're like a correctional officer and you are also assigned to execute people, but that doesn't happen often enough to be like a primary means of income. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know how it works in the modern day. Um, to be perfectly frank, it's pretty wild. Yeah. What do you think about, uh, what do you think about that? <laughs> do you want to talk, uh, talk, talk death penalty and, uh, whether or not we're pro or con or should we just skip, skip over that? <laughs> well, I am, uh, I'm very hypocritical as far as the death penalty goes, because I think if you uh, catch somebody in the commission of a crime of killing someone you love and you kill them, that you're fine. But I don't believe in the death penalty. So I'm kind of like one of those people. You know what I'm I saying? You. Like, well, you don't you don't like the state correct, to administer it. Correct. Yeah. yeah. There's too many. I don't know, man. There's too many. Wow. I'm about to make a full connection. Too many can't get rights put to death. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Speaking of can't get right is in this episode, dude. The, can't, the get right. can't get right. Yep. Rope. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I, I listened to uh, the old recording of um, Clyde Brookman's. Oh. And, you know, that we recorded three years ago or whatever. Jesus. But you mention it in that episode. Oh, no shit. Bokey Woodbine. You know, because we kind of joke like, hey, who knows how long from now it'll be, but the next one you'll hear after this will be the list. And you were like, it has can't get right in it. <sighs> And I was like, yeah. Holy shit. So people, I, so, so I, so I'm not surprising anyone because I gave it away. <laughs> Here's ago. How about that? A little time travel stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, also remember him from, uh, from the Brock. He's, he's, uh, yeah, he's been in a bunch of little fucking, he's, he's, he's like the heavy in, in Harris's crew. He's heavy in, um, Sopranos. Like he's got this whole arc with like music and hash and stuff in the early seasons. Cool. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this then. Go. Don't want to get into that. If you were to be executed, no way around it. What's your, uh, what method are you going with? It's a good question. Um, if I had to be, I would probably say firing squad. Fuck yeah. Refuse, <laughs> refuse the blindfold. <laughs> give me a cigarette. Fucking weirdos. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's gonna, I mean, dude. It's about it's, six 308 rounds. I don't yeah. think you're, and, and I'm pretty sure your head's going to be blown apart. Uh, they go for the heart. They don't shoot you in the Oh, head. do they? Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder why. Uh, I think just, just for... Just the visceral, like, blowing up of yeah. head and face. It's, yeah, I, I think also for the sake of the, the firing squad. I see. You know? Um, oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> uh, you know, a big red splotch on the front of somebody's, you know, they can't even see the exit wound versus... Of course. Turning turn someone's head into a canoe. Got it. It's a, it's a bummer. <laughs> got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. Cool uh, Cool firing squad story. I always, uh, I always think there's this, uh, you know, I'm a history guy. There's this dude... Um, 
Ney. Marshall Ney, N-E-Y. He was one of uh, Napoleon's like top commanders. Total fucking badass guy was uh guy was legit, like one of his best battlefield commanders. And at the end of it all, <clears throat> when that stuff all wrapped up badly for Napoleon and his peeps, he uh, was tried and uh, was going to be executed. And he had multiple ways of getting out of it. One of which was, you know, he was actually Prussian by birth, but he refused to um, renounce his, his French citizenship. So he went to the firing squad <clears throat> and he requested and was granted permission to command the firing squad. Whoa. So, and his last words are something like, uh, soldiers, you know, aim for my heart. When I give the word, do not miss. I fought a hundred battles for France and not one against her. Aim, fire. Jesus oh, Christ. Gangster is that shit. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff. Anyway, X-Files. Frenchies. <laughs> yeah. I always think of that shit when people are like, uh, making, making French jokes about, yeah. you know, cheese eating surrender monkeys, et cetera. Yeah. They had a bad century, but they got a lot lot behind it. Yeah, they've been around a while. They got a lot of Ws. Yep. So getting back to the sucker. So we, we talked about how we don't have a lot of history with it. But what do you think, um, aside from the prison thing, or maybe you know, accounting for your feelings in the prison thing, how how did it come out for you? So maybe- first things first, I just want to give a shout out to a man that they broke the white man factory with, which is J.T. J- Walsh is straight from the factory, white. He is, if you, he's the warden, right? So JT, he's since passed away, but JT Walsh is one of those character actors. He plays Markinson in A Few Good Men. So like JT Walsh is one of those guys where if you are dealing with any kind of minority population and JT Walsh is there with any kind of power, he just has the look of a man who you should fear, right? He's just, if you, if you are not also a white man. Yes. And even if you are, you should fear him anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like JT Walsh just has a look and you know, he's probably been in one of those, he's probably in one of those like movies where some great black leader is executed and he's like the attorney for the guy who's being brought up for the crime and he's corrupt. (laughs) Like he just, he looks like that guy every time I see him. JT fucking Walsh, man. He, yeah, I I like it. He is this just is he's a he's a good actor. Like you can tell, he has presence in this. He's a fucking movie actor in in in, in this. He's he's in fucking a few good men. He's in a bunch of movies. Um, he's got that great line in that movie, um, uh, Needful Things. Right, it's based on the Stephen King book, and he's like, "I just killed my wife. Is that bad?" <laughs> he oh. kills her with a hammer. God. But um, yeah, she's he is like breaking the white guy mold. That yeah, face is just like, oh god, he looks so. Didn't last, didn't last long, man. He died three years after this. Yeah, he. Um, I don't know what his deal was, but yeah, voice is, is somebody who crushing sounds like they're crushing tobacco. But I don't want to. I don't want to speculate. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, typical, typical evil, evil warden shit for sure. Um, so here's what I like about some of this stuff. <clears throat> Number one, I love that black dudes can pull off yellow. I can't. Wait. I don't know a white guy on the planet who looks good in yellow. Not a single yellow, one. Purple, dude, gold. Yeah, not a white guy on the planet can wear yellow. Black dudes crush yellow. Mm-hmm. They look so good in yellow. Speranza, I was seeing that the whole time. I'm like, dude, he that yellow just pops. You know what I'm saying? So that's a huge <laughs> plus for me in this week's episode. Uh, a second plus for me in this week's episode is I think the acting is all pretty damn good. Um, I like the performances. Of course, I wanted Roke to be in it more because I like that guy. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's kind of a, a given. The more you would see of him, the more it would take away from, the, you know, the supernatural, you know, or the uh, it being up in the air. I guess however you want to say it. But obviously, if you see him all the time, you're like, well, it's definitely him. Right. So, kind so, of lose that opportunity, but it, it does make him a little bit underused, unfortunately. Yeah. You. You know, this kind of goes A B C. This. This does this. They don't. They almost feel like passengers again, like D Handy Verlitz. And and it and it ends in a cool way. I like that the ending is cool the way the warden gets it, but it never really. I think it never really makes me go, "Wow, that was amazing!" And I just yeah. can't put my finger on it. There's a couple dumb little things like you know you could you could ask why the federal what number one this is a state prison why are federal agents investigating state prison stuff right That's dumb. That's nitpicky bullshit. But then sure. but then you could also say like. Hey, somebody, just one guy, look at J.T. Walsh's hands as he routinely beats people to death. Like, his mitts <laughs> must be all busted up, just punching heads until people die. The, like, the thought of that tubby fucking white piece of shit. I know. Um, 
beating to death, whether they're handcuffed or not. Some of these, you know, absolute specimens, no that shit. prison, that prison fitness. Roke is ripped. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even uh, Roke is absolutely ripped. Um, but what's his name there? Esperanza. Not Esperanza. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, Nietzsche. Yeah. Nietzsche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ne- Nietzsche is cut. Cut up real nice. Cut up. But uh, yeah, he- it's, uh, you know, just a couple little things like that. But um, I like, uh, I like old, old, old lung bug. That's a good one. <laughs> Nothing like a little lung bug action. That's yeah. creepy. I like the, there's some real creepy moments in this when they venture out. I like the girlfriend connection stuff. Um, but I, I couldn't tell you, and maybe we'll figure out as we talk here, but something just doesn't quite pop for me. Okay. Maybe, maybe it's because yeah. I'm not overly interested. Maybe because I don't find any of the characters overly, I'm not overly sympathetic to anyone. That's that's definitely a good point with this one. Um, really, I mean, it's not like you wouldn't say they all necessarily deserve to die. No, I don't know. But they've all, you know, they've all done wrong in some way. Mm-hmm. Some great. I mean, obviously, you're cheering for the warden's death. Sure. Um, yeah, he's like the he's the guy you hate the most. Yep. Yep. And the prison guards, you kind of made to feel like they're kind of pieces of stooges. shit. From what yeah, you see. Totally yeah. Stooges. They're stooges, and then you know, Parnelli's shacking up with his wife. Man, like fucking Parnelli. Poor executioner, random dude who get picked up on the side of the road. Like, would he answer a Craigslist yeah. ad for being a uh, being an anonymous executioner? So weird, very weird, very weird choice. But you're right. The you're not feeling bad about most of the, the victims. Um, and yeah, the executioner. He looks like uh, a fucking white Danny Trejo. <laughs> yes he does that mustache he <laughs> looks like he's getting that first scene he's getting picked up you're like Ooh, what which which kind of craigslist ad are we about to see uh fulfilled here yeah is he the craigslist <laughs> is he gonna kill that poor man with the glasses or or blow him yeah which one of the two maybe both yeah could be a self um, self-hating type of thing and i i like what you said about the uh our 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 stars here our Mulder and scully are kind of passengers a little bit a little they bit. don't a little bit i mean obviously they're they're actively investigating they they do catch on to things but they don't necessarily really have any i guess ultimately they don't really have any factor some of it is because things that are out of their hands are not sure you know they they have that deal with Nietzsche. maybe that would have gone somewhere if the warden had gone along with it maybe not um but yeah uh it's kind of it's sort of just like a, here's a cool thing, let's watch it. Like a, you know, if you played a one-shot role-playing game and it was just real railroady. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you might come out the other end and be like, all right, that was cool, that was fun. And but you're not as invested because it just felt sort of on the tracks. We just went from A to B and that naturally led to C and there you go. And you know what? Some of the things don't quite pay off. Like like when when they are investigating Nietzsche's uh, quarters. <laughs> <laughs> nope not quarters <laughs> His that's, a, that's a very pleasant way to put it <laughs> a nice euphemism and they yeah. see that stuff scully sees the stuff on the pillow and the flies you i always think that that's going to be more of a factor and we get maggots and stuff but we never quite i always expecting some cool like pestilence type of power to be wielded but it it's just sort of a clue for the old lung bug stuff and like some of the manifestations of the way he is going to do his business don't really pay off. Like he's, it's almost like he's just manipulating the situation, which is kind of neat. So, but then you also have the other side, like let's show something physical. It's almost like they're like, how do we have him sort of be physically represented in a way with like, I guess, bugs and maggots and stuff. You know, that's a good point. And actually if, if we're talking about why this episode doesn't totally crush it, I think there's a big missed opportunity because Dude, I love that scene, and it's heavy. The our pre credit sequence when he's getting strapped Oof, in, man. and then when he goes off on his last words, mm. he just does that real fire and brimstone rant. Oh yeah, um, kind of a missed opportunity to make this some real biblical shit, like some righteous killing, righteous killing, <clears throat> and I mean they talk about it, but like you could bring in like the you know the maggots, like the a plague kind of thing. Sure, I think, sure. I don't know. I think there could have been more, you know, more uh, emphasis on that. And maybe that would have c- kind of connected some of those threads and give it, given it, you know, gravity in a different way that hmm, like, is, is this actually like 
a righteous killing versus just a, a vague supernatural. Has he somehow come back for vengeance? You know, it, it's never, it's never, never physically I, manifested. We just see the after effects of a dead guy. Like we don't right. see the fire and brimstone. Like when he's getting strapped in, like you said, it's super visceral and maybe it'd be cool if some of that rage could have been seen physically. And instead we see a warden killing two people. Yeah, or it, even talked like about. He gets robbed of his opportunity to viscerally, to, to utilize, number one, that actor, I like him, to, yeah. to utilize him in a way to where we just see this sort of righteous fury as he fucking goes after these people. But I think they did that because they wanted us to see, they want us to still be marred in the mystery, which maybe didn't serve as well, as good as a purpose here. Like, it, it's never, yeah. you know? Yep. I, yeah, I mean, I guess that they are going for the mystery part of it, but maybe you're losing... You're losing more than you're gaining from that. Mm. And like, you know, think about the opportunity too. If he's, if we're seeing this and, and we're getting some real, real old testimony kind of biblical shit. And that's a cool opportunity for Scully who, you know, raised Catholic has a lot of that, you know, to kind of make reference yeah, of like, man. she's suspect and yet she's th- seeing things that maybe relate to some scriptural shit. Like that would have been kind of cool. Yeah. That's a really good point. That's a great point. Actually, if you could have tied that into it a little bit more, right? Yeah. For sure. <laughs> we're not talking about the same episode anymore. No, no. We're talking about probably a little <laughs> That's cool. But uh yeah, um, it's it's uh, obviously you got the um this this whole it, it's it's just the discovery. You know, I I guess we're supposed to part of the again, I think it's the setting too. Like we're in a prison and it's like, okay, there's a head in a bucket, but like three more horrible things happened in those walls today. Probably. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're finding a head in a paint bucket in a nice little summer cottage. That's more scary to me. And yes, mm. it's cool and it looks creepy. And, and maybe, maybe again, it doesn't quite, I mean, it's cool to see the prisoners, you know, guys on death row, notably straight up fucking murderers being terrified by some of this stuff. But again, it's, it's like the guards have been, like you said, the guards have been established as stooges and pieces of shit. We have no real investment in these men on death row. And then I'm supposed to be care that one of these shitbag guards got his head chopped off. Like I don't, I'm not feeling, you said there is urgency and yes, there is, but then there's like, ah, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of want to figure out who the five are, so maybe just keep rolling with it. Yeah, exactly. Kind of curious about yeah. this. <laughs> just let the five go, and we'll kind of know what's what after that. Mm, yeah, but um, um, go ahead. What was the other thing? Something you said just uh, triggered a thought in my head, and I can't. Bucket think prison, of it. summer cottage, head in bucket. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, with the head in the bucket. <clears throat> Actually, what I liked the most of that whole thing was when they walk into the warden's office and the headless body is sitting there. Mm, that's and awesome. I, that is awesome. And that's the only part I think where the mystery element is somewhat interesting when, yeah. Cause how the fuck does that happen? Right. When you talk about the, is there a conspiracy, you know, kind of thing going on in the prison? Are, are there some guards that are in on it? They would have to be if, you know, if this it couldn't just be prisoners to get up into his quarters, you know, like, all right, but really, all that you really get out of it is a pretty cool visual. Sure. Um, yeah, and also, kind of a weird, creepy, like little thing I noticed when they when they get the head and they're they're looking at it, um, doing the whole autopsy thing as much as you can autopsy head. Sure. A prison corner, whoever it is. He talks about how the head is was severed, you know, just below the jaw, and it and it when you look at it, when you see that body, there's a lot of neck there. It's nasty. Like, they went, they went real high up on it, really choked up on it, and they left, <laughs> really left all the neck there. Swing it for contact, Josh. I got a man <laughs> yeah. on second. You know, I'm not trying to be a hero. <laughs> <laughs> just really, really a straight, straight stroke. Yeah. Looking for that. I'm just trying looking to for slap that. one between short and <laughs> second. <laughs> I'm trying to advance the runner, man. Look. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It's so dark. But I like no, it, uh, I the way they describe like the knives, like putty knives, I'm like, yay. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a bad way to go. You know, I mean, that's a lot of it's a lot of strokes. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, With yeah. a putty knife, that's yeah, not yeah. that's not getting getting down a brass tacks and in, in a hit or two. That's doing doing yeoman work. Doing yeoman work, as they say. To get down to it. Yeah, so, I mean, what are our causes of death that we have between the five? We have uh, hmm. head severing by putty knife is yep. one. You got um, bug, lung, lung bug. Yeah, I guess that's the only way, right? Yeah. Suffocated yep. lung bugs. 
Um, Two prisoners exec- get beat to death. Beat to death, right? Those weren't <clears throat> Rock's, Roke's kills. Roke and is um, it Esperanza gets beat to death? Esperanza uh, Sp- and Nietzsche. Esperanza. Esperanza and Nietzsche. No, Nietzsche is the guy get, that gets electrocuted. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I keep doing Ro- that. Roke is the guy who gets beat to death. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've done that a couple no, times, that's okay. I think, throughout the episode. Uh, go back and edit that. <laughs> sure. That'll only take five years. <laughs> You'll be all like, right. and then, Nietzsche, it'll be all weird. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so fucking goofy if I did that. All right, Josh, at the end of this recording, I need you to say Nietzsche five different ways and Roke five different Nietzsche. ways. Nietzsche, <laughs> Nietzsche, Nietzsche. Yeah, and then they killed Roke. It's <laughs> not going to work. We'll just, all right, we'll so just, you're right. Nietzsche, Nietzsche gets executed. Roke, Speranza are the two that are beaten to death by, by uh, JT and the bears over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no shit. Uh, but so the actual, the actual victims of Roke. Yeah, if that's if, the, not Roke, Nietzsche, but you're good. God damn it. It's like a learning disability now. I'm like, I can't get right. <laughs> victims of Nietzsche include uh, the two, two guards. Yes. One, one, we got bug lung. Yep. One, one we got putty knife head in a jar. Then we, you get executioner. Yep. Three. How does he bite it? Uh, they find him in the house dead. Yeah. In the they give a chair. Cause of death. I mean, I he's, just, he's loaded with maggots. Well, I guess. Yeah. That, they just walk up behind him. Right. That whole thing. And they, and there's kind of a gross, gross effect on it. Um, Parmelli's death is very cool. Cause it actually comes. Yeah. At the hands of his wife, but it's sort of Nietzsche makes it happen by getting in her head. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah, that's our first real manifestation of Nietzsche is surrounding her. And, you know, part of me doesn't, I mean, again, I would like to, we've already established what I'd like to have seen, but if I want to throw the episode some credit, it almost makes sense that he would be emotionally tied to her and could maybe manifest to her. If you were looking at his ghost character sheet, you'd be like, well, he manifests easier around people he loved or what have you, but there's also that sense of betrayal where you're like, fuck. Here's here's a major <clears throat> a major challenge of just a visual medium like TV or film or whatever that we you are seeing it with your own two eyes. So I remember talking about this back when we did Irresistible, mm. <clears throat> when you know at the end we talked about you know hey do you think Donnie Faster was he really like a demon devil mm. kind of guy? Because um, we have that moment when Scully sees the silhouette. So the problem is when we're talking when we're watching a movie or TV show. The only way to represent that is for the viewer to see it. So you're seeing it, and that's what it is. Sure. So when when you're when what is her name Danielle, right? Yeah, yeah. When Miss Manley there, when she sees Nietzsche, we are seeing Nietzsche. So you can say like, all right, maybe it's it's a play of her own eyes because she is so freaked out about the idea that he could come back and it's be true. doing this. But versus when you read in a book, the character describes it, and it's much more ambiguous in your head about. Did they actually see that? Or is that, you know, were they kind of fooled? That's one of the challenges. And it, it comes up a lot in the X-Files because especially an episode where you want there to be mystery or uncertainty, it's hard to do it when you want to show the thing. Right. So for sure, man, yeah. you have to kind of step back and I, I guess you can say, well, maybe, maybe what we're seeing was just her own perspective. It's possible. Um, yep. That's very possible. And, uh, and I like the idea of that because, well, you would almost think, did he, was he hurt by her? Is, I mean, Daniel's going to prison, right? I mean, there's okay. no evidence that, that he was attacking or hurting her. I mean, Scully essentially witnessed moments before she shot him and she just shot him. I mean, in cold blood and she's not got a mark on her. So it's going to be pretty, and he's a CO. It's going to be pretty hard for her to not go to jail. Yeah. You need a real good lawyer. Yeah. You, yeah. It's definitely better than that guy with the fucking mullet at the end of this episode. Well, not end, uh, but well. <laughs> second, second, third, final third of the episode. Sure, sure. Oh, the, oh, the lawyer. I forgot about the lawyer. I know. We got to talk about the lawyer. He's oh, saying the same deal, lung bug. Yeah, yeah, lung bug. He's a real smarmy looking guy. He's real. What a bummer. That guy's definitely plowing fucking <laughs> stupid underage, like Florida girls. That mm. guy. Ugh. Yeah. I've seen that guy. He, he's, he's offering free counsel to get them off their prostitution charges if they in turn blow him. Sure, yeah. Nice. That's how it goes. Nice. So yeah, he. Um, so yeah. Dan- so my question to you is: Nietzsche must be hurt by Danielle. Like, I were they supposed to make us go? Oh, she was. I. This also feels underdeveloped to me. Like, oh, she was seeing him while he was on death row, and he didn't know it, type of thing. Hence, Parmelli being one of the one of the victims, or was Parmelli bad to Nietzsche? I mean, 
Bad to Nietzsche in that he's fucking his girlfriend while he's on the inside, sure. But then also he's fucking his wife, son. Right. So sure. So and then is it is he is he also beating beating him up? Is he complicit in the beatings from the warden? So it yes, I'm I'm guessing whatever. I'm guessing Nietzsche would be pretty pissed about it, but we never like when we see it, we just assume oh Nietzsche must know this and be pissed. We never really so, it's ever confirmed. Let's actually no go I. I I fucked us up before thinking through it. <clears throat> I don't really think he was one of the five. I don't think he was on the list because what we have, we have guard one, guard two, yep. the executioner, yep. the lawyer, and the warden. Oh, you're right, so, dude. So Parnelli wasn't one of those five. If we are to believe those five were were the list. Now, then the cool thing is that even, even though you really give up the ghost of the mystery, you know, no pun intended. When we we see the warden look in the rear view, and we see Manly, oh God, Jesus Christ, yeah, Manly Nietzsche, better known as, um, come over for him and cause the car crash and kill the warden. It still could be ambiguous about does Danielle really see Nietzsche? Did he actually visit her, um, or was that her own paranoia which led her to believe it and led her in turn to to pop one in Parnelli? So what you're saying is that Nietzsche is definitely going to gain ghost levels because he set out for five and he landed six plus one who's going to be in jail for life for executing a CO. Right. Yep. Plus killed a, another couple of prisoners along the way. We know that he didn't like Roke, right? Yeah. They had a, I'm not saying he's yeah. trying to fucking, you know, compromise the uh, experience point <laughs> system in the ghost RPG, so but he is. What we're saying is we're making, we're making him to a more well-rounded player. We're not yeah. just talking five goals. We got some assists on the board. For sure. Right? Yeah. This guy's a playmaker. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't uh, fucking bounce past it in the paint to the state any easier. Yeah. You have I mean, federal no- witnesses to a CO's execution. That's a fucking alley-oop, right? <laughs> he's no Gretzky. He's no Gretzky. But, yeah. But but he's, you know, he's he's putting some nice nice uh, yeah. nice uh pucks on tape. Yeah. You're getting a puck on the tape with a fucking open <laughs> net. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> you're getting a couple sports analogies and stuff. Are big like with it. the X Files community. Oh, yeah. huge! So Parnelli, and then Parnelli gets got. <laughs> like and he's like, sorry, oh. do you know how many people were like, "What's a bracket? How do these work?" <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> I Love you all. They're staring up over their comic books at the email. Like, what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> Is this some kind of equation? Hitting for contact. What does that even mean? No, Carmelli is questioning me. The lawyer didn't die, did he? The lawyer definitely died. Um, are we a thousand percent? No, ninety nine. Somebody in the chat, fucking help us out here. I'm yeah, I'm positive he died. Right? They show him. They show him he, lay down, and they show him with and, a glass and, of whiskey on his head or something. And a fl- a fly drops on him, and then a pillow goes over his face. He he's dead. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like a snuggle struggle, and then oh, yeah. like, he, he took gets, the pillow off. He, dude, that's right. <laughs> it's like the chief with Jack Nicholson, and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. He just yeah. smothers him out. Mm, sweet, sweet. <laughs> that <laughs> dreams, fair prince. That, that lobotomy is a death sentence. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So yeah, he definitely gets. Yeah, and, and he gets gone. They're definitely not gone. doing any sexual role plays here. I think he's gone. <laughs> I think so too. He, he's a dead. He's dead. Toes. So it is that. Yeah, I guess that. Um. That really makes it interesting that he's not uh, – because let's talk about his his list really – ultimately, it all relates to – His incarceration. You, yes. Yes. And there you can kind of go back. If you had done more of this biblical tie-in shit, make, made this a real righteous, you know, righteous justice or righteous vengeance or whatever you want to sure, call it. Sure, sure. Versus kind of – you know, if he kills Parnelli because he's banging his wife – that's a little bit more spiteful than some, it is. Yeah. You know, this is a, that you took a, my, a 26 year old court appointed defense attorney who doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that you could say there's a case for Parnelli's death being more righteous. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dude, but, but here's I the mean, deal. We know the he, lawyer's always been a piece of shit. He's definitely a piece of shit. Look at that guy. Look at him. Look at him. Uh, but if you go, if you go with, I mean, if you're thinking like, again, I'm no, I'm no biblical scholar, but Old Testament, there's some rough vengeance there. There's oh, some, yeah. there's some shit handed down where you're like, did they really deserve that? Like, <laughs> hey, somebody in the city did something weird, and therefore God 
art destroying everyone in it. <laughs> salt, the, salt the earth, man. Yeah, my namesake, Joshua, like he would just go in and just raise whole cities to the ground because they, you know, <clears throat> I don't know, wipe their ass with the wrong hand on the Sabbath, whatever it is. Probably. So, so you Hoarded could say- all the toilet paper. <laughs> whether or not, whether or not it's quote unquote deserved in a moral sense. Sure. It, you know, the lawyer related to, you know, it, it was all part of this. Sure. What, what put him on death row, how he was treated on death row, who was a part of it. Those are the five that died. That's right. Uh, all, by all, his hand. All people employed by the state penitentiary. Yeah. Right. And I guess you, you got to kind of dig that out more. We got to make these connections more on your own. And again, I, we, uh, we've brought this up before and it's not like I want everything to be, to be, you know, drawn out, colored in for me. Um, but I don't even really think you, you put enough emotional, um, kind of weight behind that to make that interesting more than like i think intellectually we're like talking about it and be like oh yeah cool yeah Neat. yeah yeah yeah. i totally know versus you, like, you don't want people to have to do the homework so much and you know right. what go ahead it's just less of an impact right and i think that's one of the issues with the episode i want the first time i watched it i was like i gotta go back and watch this again i was a little confused to be frank and i was like on, on just the plotting and who's who and why is this person dying and is it a, is this a conspiracy is it not you know, so I was like, I got to watch this again and really pay attention. So I watched it twice. And on the second time, I really paid attention. I was like, okay, I see what's going on here. <clears throat> okay. You know what I mean? Right. And I think, yep. and, and, and I am not a, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a dumb TV watcher. I'm definitely not a super smart person. But I was like, okay, if the average fucking bear is watching this, they're going to be like, wait, hold on a second. What? If you're, if you're, unless you're really dialed in, I think. And maybe that's what it was, which is why I liked it more the second time think okay yeah so um interesting uh interesting point brought up that we can maybe talk a little bit off this from uh mr greg dawes the uh the guy who saved my bacon by making that sweet little fillable mm. bracket thing fucking a, man. Um, thanks for yeah, that by the way buddy so he says <clears throat> in the chat still don't understand how Nietzsche got the powers read a bunch of books and got super enlightened question mark um, that's a great point it's a great point so and there. If if you make this more of like that whole fire and brimstone, I, I don't think you want to answer it, but you could make it more like a, especially that would be a cool perspective from Scully. Like, is God giving him this or or whatever you want to, whatever supernatural deity kind of thing you want to relate to? Like, is that if you're if you're making it some real fire and brimstone shit, is that where his powers are coming from? Because you know it is ambiguous, and that's not the episode. Doesn't I, I guess at the end of the day, the episode doesn't care about the how yeah it's more just well it, it's kind of resting maybe its laurels not, maybe not the why I, I think it's kind of resting its laurels on the fact that he was uh, an expert on religion had a bit of a quote-unquote cult following in the can and and his fire and brimstone speech now the only problem with that is the rule of of, of visual mediums is to show not tell and they did a lot of telling us outside of his actual speech and I think that's why it's hard for us to sit on it. Like we never, we don't really see his cult following. We just see people afraid of him. We don't really see how his education matters, except for a stack of books. The only thing we really get is this quick performance of the fire and brimstone, which is great, by the way, for us to be convinced that he is in fact doing this. And the rest of it is just an, an exercise in intellectual curiosity of yeah. us trying to piece it together. You show me nothing, but it's telling me everything. <laughs> A 19 uh, woman's got 22. <laughs> <laughs> so another, uh, another good one from Andrea Johnson. If we go with a different perspective, it's others unconscious guilt for betraying him that causes the fear of Nietzsche. Okay. I always, but yeah. that's not really how the deaths happen. That's actually, all right. So now I see two ways of maybe making this a more compelling episode. Sure, one is back. One is what we talked about already. The other is going in a more ambiguous way. What if, <clears throat> what if every one of the deaths looks like could have been circumstantial, like could have been essentially caused by accident or by a reaction by, by the victim to something because, because of like this guilt or this fear, mm. like somebody sees something, they think it's niche, they turn, run, slip, and they get run over a, a train. I'm not saying that. No, I know what I'm you're saying. saying. I hear things like that. Yeah. That would have made it interesting in a different way. Like that. That would have played up the mystery more. I like. And I think I like the idea of of the manifestation of some sort of monster as a result of a collective feeling. That's very fascinating to me. I've always yeah. enjoyed that. Like the idea that 
you know, you know, the idea that a group of people believe something enough to where they manifest the thing. That's very, it's got a really cool fantasy horror kind of bite to it. Oh yeah. It, just the, or the idea of anything feeding like it, you know, and it, it feeds off of the collective fear and misery of a dairy main. And it grows more powerful as a result of that. And I do like that. And, and that is expressed very viscerally in, in that. That's, it's, hard, it's stupid to even compare it to this episode of TV. But again, to go back to you showing me nothing, right? That's, that's what we're seeing here. Like we're, we're, we're sort of engaging in an intellectual pursuit to bail out the script, which doesn't really show us that, which is fun. I don't mind doing it. It is fun to me, but I think that's part of the problem is we don't, there's nothing, there's a lot of, there's a, we're doing a lot of mental gymnastics to get there. Which mm-hmm. which which is a flaw in the episode, I think, and maybe one of the reasons yeah. it's good, not great. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's it's you know kind of just relies on, I guess the the idea of it all. Sure, sure. It's really just a kind of a one trick pony. Um, that being said, what we haven't talked about is you mentioned the performances. There's also some real nice visuals. They do some. There's some awesome yeah. lighting moments. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Good catch. Great lighting stuff in the prison, especially. <laughs> In uh, in Manley's house, wicked, Danielle's wicked house, good in Manley's house, real cool shit. Um, By the way, I'm glad know. that Danielle has the fucking wherewithal to not be like every dumb idiot in a horror movie and be like, "Someone's outside my house. Turn all the lights on." She shuts every fucking light off and can see outside, and you can't see inside. Pro tip: Do what Danielle does if you expect strangers outside your house. Turn every light off in your house off. Because you know the layout of your house, they don't, and they can't see in, and you can see out, assuming you have outside lights on. Please yep. do this for me. <laughs> also, if you're a sniper, you want to stay as far back from that opening as possible. <laughs> Definitely put away the uh, the fucking cigarette, that cherry spot that you shot. I've seen that in too many <laughs> Vietnam movies. <laughs> yeah, the, snipers the... aiming for cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, especially the, the lighting. We talked about the prison, but in that shower. Dude, yeah. shower beating scene. Yeah. Well, by, also, hey, uh, what's his name? He's got the par- Parmelli. A little grappling of the federal agent in the showers. Are you trying to fucking cause a ruckus? <laughs> Boy, I don't want to hurt you. I'm just a big giant man standing behind you. You're a prison guard. Like, you know, if you were just kind of standing there, Scully would walk around the corner and be like, oh, you know, what are you doing here? Whatever. And then you could just say some things to her. He's fucking, <laughs> exactly. Of- He's huge too. Yeah. It's a big giant man. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. What was his whole approach there? Was, uh, I guess he was just, was he nervous of Nietzsche? Or I, was he actually, I think, did he actually want to turn on the warden? Here's the thing I don't understand is who, how was the, how was the list communicated to whoever supposedly had a list and whoever supposedly was on that list? Um, also, great line by Roke. Welcome to death row, he says to the warden. Because he tells him he's on the list. That's fucking yeah. so gangster. That's one of the best fucking lines. It's in it. so good. I hate though when JT gives him an all arm hook and he spits all of his teeth out. It's like Jesus. <laughs> he just smacks him and he's like, <laughs> fucking blood everywhere. Like Jesus. Fucking what old, are your teeth made of? Fucking old stone hands warden over here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, the dental's really bad on death row. The real X file is 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 the physical prowess of JT Walsh. <laughs> no kidding, he's got concrete hands, fists of stone. Fists I think that's of like a, stone, like a fourth level druid spell. Yeah, <laughs> that's two. <laughs> no, we done, we done three. We done three. Not three. We're all, dude. It's easy to do three nerd geek fucking otter geek references every time. Mm. No, but you know what's bonus points though Go. is when you have multiple geek references and then you also shit on your your listeners for being geeks and nerds. Oh, when you talk about how they don't know about sports, well, <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way, Papa. So, um, you know what I wanted to ask you though? We 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 were kind of we kind of got off of, but I want to get back to unless I just have a goldfish memory. A goldfish memory. <laughs> the list. How did it? How did it come into the possession of someone? And how it, was it? Uh, was yes. it a rumor? Was it? Was it? Did somebody? Was it somebody imparted with the knowledge? Was Speranza given the knowledge? I, I mean, he seems. To know I think something, they mentioned, you know, I think they mentioned literally overhearing him, right? And, and isn't it Roke, not Speranza, that has yes, yes, I'm sorry. List? I, now I'm yeah. Here. Um, <laughs> I, I think they they say directly that he basically just 
overheard him talking about it. Okay. And, it. and what's, what's in neat his is cell, that in it, while he was still right. alive. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. That makes that, sense. That is, and does remain ambiguous. And I think you can kind of go anyway with that. You can, you can believe it's true or not because allegedly Nietzsche and Roke did not get along. So there's a question. I think it is actually raised in the di- in the dialogue of the episode of why would Nietzsche tell Roke if mm. he didn't like him? Um, so was was Roke just bullshitting to try to get absolutely out, right? That that you would know? make total sense to me. Right. Or he could have really, m- you know, maybe he didn't tell him. Maybe overheard. He was, you know, right. Carmelo is saying his, that working on a sermon. Nietzsche told Roke and Speranza overheard. Okay, that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah, Carmelita. Yeah, real quick. Your uh, your credibility slightly decreased. You didn't even know if the lawyer died. I'm just kidding. I love you. I love you, Carmelita. <laughs> she has so much credibility in the bank. She can spare a few. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn. Now, BP's not in the chat, or I would have been corrected eleven times already. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, not one to pull punches. By the way, thirty six in the live chat. Is that a real number? Because that's amazing. Can you tell people are home? <laughs> this quarantine thing is great for sick for live podcast. I'm gonna just have to start doing solo fucking shooting the shit podcasts every day. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I uh, I again, there's so many elements to this that I really like, and that and and it's and they're all kind of connected, and, and I and I think that there's a lot of again what we're what we're doing right now two people who podcast about the show are like no wait what yeah oh okay yeah oh yeah right and he said it that's the problem with this episode there's a lot of that mm, yeah right it's not a huge Incredible. problem i don't want to blame the episode for our stupidity right <laughs> <laughs> that said it you know it 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 is a thing but i'm glad you brought up the visual stuff because it is visually pretty attractive mm-hmm. when they're outside of prison i hate that aesthetic but but even inside prison, like like everyone's pointed out, the showers. Uh, who said it in the chat? They're like, yeah, just let um Amy Amy Gonzalez says, uh, who keeps a prison so dark so prisoners should just roam through the shadows? <laughs> <laughs> I know these some of these shots look like Nosferatu is going to step out of the fucking shadows <laughs> with his yeah. creepy long fingers. I'm I'm pretty sure you keep prisons lit the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, very bright, bright as can all be. The time. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, not not uh not JT Walsh. Not What's J. the warden's actual character name? Uh, Keep calling him just JT. I just call him JT. I don't know his his actual JT warden. or warden. That's warden fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's good. I was looking um, at Leon County just just as a quick geography in East Point. You know, it's it's up in the Panhandle, East Point. I don't know if there's a prison there. You know, how they just sometimes do this. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's part of Leon County, which also Tallahassee is. Because I was like, wait a minute. He just said up in Tallahassee because Leon County is North Florida. I was like, what's he talking about? I'm like, they fucked up. They didn't though. East Point is on the southern on the southern coasts of Florida. So it, it's like, you know, it, it touches the Gulf of Mexico and Tallahassee is just north of that, which is cool. I was like, oh, cool. They fucking nailed it. Oh, gotcha. Sometimes, north you Florida. know, they, yeah, North Florida, fucking Hick, Hicktown. Hicktown. Big time. Especially Panhandle, doggy. Oof. Oof. Yeah. I went camping up in North Florida once. It was a good time. We like drove <laughs> out. We, dude, we found this. Was a really side note. So it's super hicky, but we found this spot um, where there was a bunch of old C, uh, cathode ray CRT TVs, like big giant Zenith style console ones, just in a field. It was the weirdest thing in the world. Like somebody just dumped a bunch of fucking TVs out there. Did you go hog we with a baseball bat? Hog. <laughs> hog. We had baseball bats with us, you know. You gotta hit that shit hard. Dude, hard as fuck. I feel like we've talked about this before. We have. But- I stood yeah. on top of that fucker and I swang and I swung down in a caveman overhand <laughs> and I hit it. And there's this like there's this air trapped and it goes poof and it oh, blows yeah. out. It's a vacuum. It's so dope. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. And then all this like white shit was in there. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to inhale any of that. And I ran away. <laughs> oh, that, that dust shit. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm not inhaling that for sure. But I'm, and then we were like standing way far away, whipping rocks at them. They just yeah. bounce right off. Those things were tough as <laughs> shit, man. D- Diane, the chat. Thanks from the panhandle. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Diane? You know what's going on. Come on. You know how y'all are up in North Florida. I was in fucking Tampa Clearwater. So that meant I was from somewhere else. <laughs> I wasn't a true blue fucking good old fucking good old Cali National Forest kind of hickey type. You're basically part of Georgia at that point, right? <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Slash Alabama. Loved you guys. Come on. I love the South. Relax. All right. So 
We're moving towards, a, before we kind of wrap this bitch up, a couple, uh, like another important question. I guess two. There are two more questions I want to ask. Hit me. One is, uh, if you had to kill five people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a list yet. No, I'm just kidding. That's not a real question. Um, the other thing is. Give, uh, dude, as soon as you said it, I pulled out a notepad and a pencil. <laughs> which it was a little concerning. <laughs> just start like, you open your black notebook and there's a list uh, 17 pages long. So hmm. Hmm, this isn't going to work. How much time do I have for this assignment? <laughs> <laughs> Five paragraph essay. Uh, mm-hmm. There you go. Um, and also, uh, do you feel like the, the warden's death is kind of too quick? It is a little quick. Um, it, it, I do like that they get them. And it looks cool, the overhead of the fucking thing. This it's kind of looks visually neat, the going mm-hmm. off the road and shit at the end. Yep. But here's the this is this is this is another thing about it. So I think they're like flies and shit. <laughs> they're like, let's do flies and shit. And then they're like again, because you already mentioned that does not connect back to anything. Right. And then they're like, Yeah, but we really gotta get the bad guy with something visual. And I think that was their move. And I, and that's not saying it's satisfying. I think they, I think his death is a result of the rest of the episode, even though I think you still could have done it better, even considering the episode ended where it did. Like it might've been cool if it was something where it, it would just pretty much look neat. If, if, if our guy Nietzsche was standing there and I don't know, he did like a fucking yeah. green mile and opened his mouth and flies flew out and Ooh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and what's his name veered off the road and smashed into something or, 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 or fell off a bridge or, or whatever the fuck. I don't know. <laughs> and I guess half of me is like, is it too quick? Because I think he's such a piece of shit that I want him to suffer. Yeah, slowly. No, 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 totally. Totally. Yeah. He's a fucking murderer. He's but a, if you, if you go back to the idea that this is some sort of, you know, biblical justice, that's, you know, I, I guess that isn't that kind of more about just, you know, not, not making people suffer necessarily is like, you know, vengeance says you must die. And you <clears throat> sure, die. Sure. So, yeah. 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 So he, Nietzsche gets his revenge. I mean, he, he bangs out the list. That's what I like about Nietzsche. Task oriented. <laughs> Dude makes a list and he crosses shit off the list. I feel like we could write up a, a, a pretty nice little uh, resume for him at this point. I'm thinking we could write up a resume for all him. The, all the nice things that we said about him. I, yeah, for sure. Number one, I mean, well-learned. Let's be real. <laughs> he's very educated you would say an expert on religion task yeah, yeah. task or goal oriented goal oriented oriented essentially yeah. essentially yeah yep yeah. um and there's really a, a, a real two-way player for sure i mean yeah, if you if you're building an organization from the ground up <laughs> it's it's a real he's a solid cornerstone I'd i'm say not that saying he's a shoe-in but i'm saying give him a second interview Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. If he starts dropping down biblical verses on you and telling you that you should paint your doors red, then you should probably be concerned. Oh, side note. By the way, hilarious. I wrote this down. How funny is it that Mulder quotes Christian theology? I'm Mulder of all people. Mulder. God. Please. <laughs> Mulder. You know what's funny? Dude, we just talked about this whole episode and barely mentioned those two. That's the problem with the episode. You're right. That's yeah. the problem with the episode right there. Yeah. Because essentially they don't really do a lot. They, they're they just there to observe and comment on the things that we, we kind of see for ourselves. Correct. They're there because it's the X-Files. <laughs> right. Right. But this thing just kind of moves through like the wind. And, uh, you know, Diane in the chat, physically fit, well-organized, focused, decisive. Absolutely. <laughs> decisive. Decisive as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um oh great driver although he did get he did get pinched so did he mm. get did he get caught when they when they pitted him and then they ran him down on foot with dogs <laughs> or or well, did he, they him, did they just show up at the house or like you know 12 deep when he thought he was hidden and they arrested him there maybe, maybe he got caught on scene maybe he didn't actually make you know maybe oh. the guys didn't get back into the car oh it sound an alarm he was like what the fuck and then you know, maybe they had intel and they just stuck a gun in his face, yanked him out of the car. Yeah. It's possible. I want to watch Heat. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what if I do got to put you down? <laughs> so yeah, man, that's the episode right there. The list. Yeah. List. Not much for comments, but... um. Yeah, I got to pull mine up actually, because I was like, I don't... I mean, I don't, I don't know if anything was overly compelling. 
I'm going to speak of the lady of the hour um, since we mentioned her a few times in the chat. <clears throat> By the way, she did uh, she did go back and uh, make an addendum, and I think she might be onto something there when we're talking about that whole Roke Speranza thing. I she said that um, in the episode, what they lead you to believe is that Nietzsche told Speranza, and Roke is the one that overheard it, which oh, makes more is more plausible, of course. So, and then if you're anyway. a smart man, you're applying that as information to keep yourself to get yourself something from the state, right? You're trying yeah. to get something going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Carmelita says, I haven't given the list enough credit in past viewings, but rewatching it this morning, I was really feeling it. The lighting used in the prison, bouncing off the flat green walls gives everything this sickly look. The suspense mm. of counting down the five names on the list is great. This episode is a very solid like for me. That's good. So, yeah, yeah, I can dig that. A solid like. Mm-hmm. Um, Diane says, uh, Mulder. Yeah, but imagine if it were true, Scully. Imagine if you could come back and take out five people that caused you to suffer. Who would they be, Scully? I only get five. <laughs> Mulder, I remembered your birthday this year, didn't I? Good lines. <laughs> Couple of good lines out of the dynamic yeah. duo this week. But, but yeah, not- there's not even a lot, lot of, not a lot of back and forth with them. No, with, with, I know. With them. So, you know why? Because you have Esperanza, Roke, Diane, Parmelli, Nietzsche, and the Warden. Six yeah, you a lot of characters with a lot of script time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Fair enough. There you go. Fair enough. Um, and funny comment from uh, Aaron Fallon basically talks about, I mean, she's she's a seasoned X-Files viewer. Sure. Um, and she talks about how uh, she literally didn't remember anything about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Watched it like it was brand new. So That's crazy. Um yeah, as uh, Andrew Johnson says in the chat, forgettable, you know, might be some credit. So Fair. I, I think it comes down, it's a like for me. Me too. Yeah. Yep, it's, it's nothing, a like. Uh, nothing to write home about. I'll, uh, yeah, I, you know, maybe I'll watch it again at some point, but, you know, if I'm picking and choosing. If I'm doing a rewatch, probably, I might flip by it. If I'm doing a rewatch, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Depends on the time. If I'm stuck at home for quarantine for a month, <laughs> I'm, I'll let it play. Yeah, right up until the United States of America and United States of America public goes, enough of this. <laughs> We're going outside now. But um, you get some good watching done in the meantime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, next time on the X-Files podcast, Josh, can you tell the good people what's going to happen? Hashtag fat suck. Okay, listen. Can I read this again? <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't not read this. It excites me to no end. Here's what IMDb says about Too Shy. Shy, overweight women are being pursued online by a suitor who courts them with Italian poetry. That is not a typo. Next sentence. The women are being found dead, their corpses stripped of flesh. (laughs) Are you down? Dude. What do you you remember? Do you remember anything about this one? Not a thing. Don't think I've seen it because how would I have forgotten this? Hmm. Uh, How did I not see this watching at least five seasons every episode? How? <laughs> well, it, it it might not be as memorable as that uh, description would lead you to believe. <laughs> so wait wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to remember if a proboscis may or may not be involved oh, in the situation. Boy, I can't remember. Oh, typically. Yeah, but we'll be um we'll be back in two weeks. Oh, actually, wait, no, next week. Yeah. Correct. Right, because we uh, we skipped a week, so um, we'll be recording a double, I double, believe. double trouble, baby, double boy. double. Uh, because after that is a uh, a commentary episode, and those are a blast to listen to live. So yeah, I thought we were going to um, do too shy commentary, but we're not, right? No, okay, nope, good. Did not make all oh, either. I, that way. did not make the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. See what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it goes too shy, and then what's the next one called? The walk. Um. The walk. Got it. I just remember a guy without arms. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that one either. Is that uh, one bad? What do you call a guy with uh, no arms and no legs? Bob. Matt. Oh, if he's in the water, he's Bob. Yeah. Um, also, that's very ableist of you. I hope you <laughs> repent is. for your sins or Nietzsche's going to come get you. Oh, he's myself. He'll fucking give you that lung bug. Woke Nietzsche. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that Matthew Anderson? <laughs> woke woke Nietzsche is one of those guys who we just look we look past all of his horrible murders while he's on death row because he's woke that's what that's what that's what that's gonna happen yep yeah yeah 
forget about what he's done. <clears throat> like he it's killed what 11 he's... people, but he's <laughs> yeah. a big supporter of the Me Too movement. So we're like, <laughs> <laughs> let him out, open the cell door. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, too shy, baby. Next Too time. shy. All right. Well, I guess we're going to get out of here, Josh. And uh, in the tradition of the X-Files podcast, do you want to uh, do the honors and tell these good people goodbye? Welcome to Death Row, Warden. You've been listening to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. Visit us on the web at libertystreetgeek.net. That's libertystreetgeek.net. Thank you.